Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Today, we are talking about everything we ever wanted to know about working capital management. Working cap management comes down to the process companies implement in order to ensure operational effectiveness through the best use of current assets and liabilities. But what does that even mean? And what does it imply for corporate treasurers? This is what we are about to break down. In this episode, expect to learn what are assets, liabilities, and shareholders' equity on a balance sheet. What are current assets and current liabilities and their different categories? How companies can optimize their working capital management and how treasurers can help to do so via factoring, for instance? And much more. If you enjoyed the episode, Please do not hesitate to rate us on your favorite podcast app. This is the best way to show us your support and to help the podcast grow. We are also on Instagram, and this is the best way to contact us if you would like to reach out or ask specific questions, for instance. Head to at Corporate Treasury 101 if you are interested. With all that being said, thanks a lot for listening, and let's get on with the show. So, Guillaume, how are you doing, man? I'm very good. Yourself, Usam? All good in this very, Christmassy very period? It's very festive. Absolutely. All um, that we love. For the, we don't do video on this podcast, but Guillaume's wearing a very festive Christmas jumper as well. <laughs> Important to encourage. Which he also wears in the middle of June sometimes. So. No, but, but no. <laughs> that's not true. Okay, might be. But <laughs> coming, to, coming to corporate treasury, Guillaume. Um, we want to talk about capital management, right? Or working capital management. Yes. Right? So Absolutely. this is going into our, um, if we go back to our four fundamental mm-hmm. principles of corporate treasury, of which our li- listeners can download our free ebook at corporatreasury101.com if they want Very all smooth. of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, one of them is corporate finance, right? Yes. So I think this comes under that. So what is working capital management? So it is a fascinating topic. And before answering to this exciting question, Hussam, I propose we dive in some accounting concept first. How about that? Are you excited about accounting? I love accounting. You know I love accounting. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) Likewise. So we're going to talk about, uh, more precisely, current assets and current liability. Those are the two topics that are part of a company's balance sheets and quite relevant for working capital management. Do does that ring a bell already? Uh, current assets, current liability, Hussam. I mean, we've talked about that in our accounting episodes in the past. Um, assets are uh, like money in, and liabilities are money out. Is that right? Yeah, that's a, a rough um, explanation, but it works. Uh, it's what the company has versus what the company uh, owes. A balance sheet is a financial statement, and I see you coming, uh, Hussam. What is a financial statement? So it is a written record of the financial performance of a company. As you may know, it all comes down to finance in the end. For instance, the revenue. How much money did the sales generate over the year? Um, Another example would be debt. Uh, How much money does the company still owe to its creditors? Account receivables. That's something uh, we talked about quite some times already. This is the money owed by the clients of a company but who haven't paid yet and for which the company has issued an invoice and so on. Okay, so it's basically like a um, numeric 
representation of how a company's been operating over that Absolutely. period of time, right? So it's like the current financial state, a snapshot of the current financial state of the company. Precisely. And unfortunately, we haven't found a better way yet to represent all this, but with financial figures. Um, so it's fortunate and a bit unfortunate, but a lot of things come down to money at the end in the world. In the world, So that's uh, how we do it. But so financial statements are critical for our economy because they allow governments to make sure companies pay their taxes, for instance. On the other hand, it allows companies to borrow money and to invest it into new projects. And last but not least, investors base themselves on financial statements to decide whether or not they will invest in a company and allow it to grow, of course. Okay, so aside from balance sheets, are there other parts of a financial statement or other types of financial reporting? Yeah, that's a very fair point. Um, so there are multiple, actually. Also, depending on the part of the world you are in and the type of business you run, it will be different for not-profits, for instance. But overall, uh, they are quite the same throughout the world. And let's keep it simple for the moment. So the main ones are the balance sheet. We just mentioned it. The income statement. In this one, you will have all the details of the money that came in. Um, statements of cash flow and statements of changes in equity for the two others. As interesting as all this sounds, I propose we focus on the balance sheet for now. Okay, but before we go back into current assets, current liabilities, what does like the balance sheet actually stand for? Yeah, so in short, the balance sheet is an overview of what a company owns and what it owes in a certain point of time, of course. As you mentioned very accurately, this is a snapshot, uh, for instance, at the end of the year. So if you look at the balance sheet of Hussam's Cafe Corporation at the end of December 2022, for instance, you will have a view of different financial elements at that point in time, referring to the things Hussam's Cafe Corporation owes and the things that Hussam's Cafe Corporation own. Okay, but I mean, I've never seen a, a, a balance sheet before. So what are the like different items on a balance sheet and how does it all like wrap together? Yeah. So the most important things to look at and basically what the balance sheet stands for are the assets. We quickly covered it. Liabilities. We quickly covered it as well. So asset and liability, you'll have what the company owes and what the company owns and shareholder equity. Okay. You're going to have to explain to me each one of those. <laughs> so explain, explain assets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, assets correspond to what the company owns, but not only. So an asset is a resource. In the case of a company, we often refer to assets as economic resources. And an economic resource has the ability or potential to generate money or reduce cost. It has an economic value to the company. In financial jargon, and you might recognize the terms, we say it has the ability to generate cash inflows or decrease the cash outflows. Okay, so that's things like if a company has a factory, um, if a company has uh, like, does cash count as an asset? Absolutely. Technically? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Um, companies sell their own stocks, right? So that would be an asset. Yeah. Um, or so stocks from other companies, company. actually. Are companies own stocks of other companies as well yeah. sometimes? Can do, absolutely. Okay. And that will be an asset as well, indeed. Yeah, because that's giving you some going up in value or, or giving you money or in, in the form of dividends or whatever. Yeah. Um, what else? What else could be like an asset? 
So those are all spot on. Uh, one quick that I can think of is a patent, for instance. This not really tangible, but a patent has an economic value because it allows you to like draw economic resources out of it. So those are all spot on, Sam, and fall under different categories of assets because we indeed identify four types of assets. The first one is the current or short-term assets that we will look more into details in a minute. The second one is fixed. Third one is financial. And the fourth one is intangible assets. Cash, you mentioned it, and that's perfect, typically uh, is a current asset. A factory or a plant falls under the fixed asset category and can be depreciated, for instance. A stock from a company or from the same company is a financial asset and a patent is an intangible one. Not that it is critical for this episode, but for future references, I would like to mention that assets are recorded on the left side of the balance sheets. So an asset is like all the positive, um, let's say, uh, everything that your company owns, which is like uh, of value. Yes. Right, exactly. say like of positive value. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I guess the liabilities are the opposite. It's like all of the stuff that the company has that it needs to like money needs to go out so like mm -hmm. for example um if you had to pay one of your suppliers something in the future that's like a, almost like a, a debt that you need to pay them right like we said about payment terms being over longer periods of days Spot on. so that would be like a liability if you took a snapshot at that point of time and said that look i need to pay this person in, in 30 days mm -hmm. then that's like a liability on your balance sheet yes i have the cash right now but i actually owe someone some of this cash 100%. And this is an account payable. And absolutely, that would be on the liability side of the shit. So, and, you, and you, you're spot on again. Uh, liabilities refer to what the company owes. So it often refers to um, as a sum of money, but can also be goods or services. Liabilities are settled over time. And this is why when we look at the balance sheets at a certain moment in time, there will or should always be some outstanding debts. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, obviously, because you can use debt to grow your company, but it's something you're going to have to reimburse at some point indeed. And it also means that the company is developing via investments and use debt or other instruments to finance that growth. Okay, so like those are kinds of payables, that's loans that they have, yeah. uh, wages you need to pay because the work's yeah. being done, um, interest rates perhaps. 100% again, all spot on. Uh, and unlike assets, liabilities only fall into two different categories. So it's a little bit less complex. We have the current ones or near term liabilities, so very short term minded, and non current liability, which could be referred to as long term as well. But what's like, be practical here, what's long term, what's short term, over what time period is a short term liability? Yeah. Makes sense. So typically, short term means everything that falls below 12 months. And above 12 months, that will be long-term, so a year. Okay. And then on the balance sheet, the asset, the, if the assets are on the left, I guess liabilities on the right. And then you create like a balance sheet like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then you mentioned three things. So you said assets, liabilities, and you said shareholder equity, I think. So yeah. what's, what does that come under? How does that get, how do you think about shareholder equity? Yeah, not that this one will be that relevant for the working cap management, but it's super interesting to have the full picture of the balance sheet before we dive into the concept. So 
To describe shareholder equity, um, I suggest we twist the explanation a bit. Let's say that you are the only shareholder of Hussam's Cafe, um, which will make sense given the name, right? And after years and years of development and success, of course, you don't have the best pain au chocolat in the world for nothing, you decide to stop your business and retire. But you're not really into selling it. The name is Hussam's Cafe after all. So instead, you're going to sell every part of it, all the assets, separately, and repay all your debts, of course, liability, in order to turn them into cash and then leave with what's, with, what, with what's left. Once you have sold everything and repaid everything, you are left with the shareholder equity. Does it make sense? So it's like the value left at the end if the shareholders, if the company sold everything, so sold all their assets and paid all its liabilities, it's like yeah. the difference of the two that the person who actually owns the company will be able to take home. Precisely. That's it. And you want that to be positive, I guess. Ideally. Yeah, it's better. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're the shareholder, you want that to be positive. And that's, I mean, for a healthy company or if that generates profits, uh, it will most likely always be the case, except if you're super in-depth. But that's the idea. And... People might recognize the terms here. So there is a little nuance with the physical assets value when we talk about liquidation, though. Um, let's not get into the detail of it. But when we say sell everything to repay your debt, we can think of liquidation. This is not what share equity, uh, shareholder equity is. Sorry. So in very simple terms, the shareholder equity equals to all the assets minus all the liabilities. Okay. So the balance sheet has your assets your liabilities and then so your assets are everything that add value something that is of value that your company owns like stocks like physical goods that actually like have a value that if you sold them anything yeah. that if you sold you can make money from that's an asset to the company and then anything that's a liability is like money that perhaps you owe someone or is yet to be paid but needs to be paid so that exactly at the end of the balance sheet, you have your shareholder equity. It's like everything that you have a value minus everything that you actually owe to someone. And that's yeah. the actual like shareholder equity and the, the, the conclusion of the balance sheet, I guess. Spot on, Hussam. That's a perfect summary, indeed. So we've talked about assets and liabilities. What do you mean by current assets and current liabilities? Because that's yeah. what you said was actually about working capital. Yeah, indeed. So those are the short-term ones we want to focus on. We quickly described it when we went through all the different types of assets, the different types of liability. But let's dive into it. So you know, Hussam, that we like to give the full picture before diving into it. Uh, and we already quickly touched upon what current assets and liability stands for as part of the larger category they fall in, assets and liability. Okay, but what's what's a current asset, for instance, compared to the fixed yeah. and tangible financial ones? So the very simple definition is all the assets that can be turned into cash within a year. And you may draw the link here with some short-term debt and funding that we talked about in previous episodes. But it's really everything that can be turned into cash within a year, so less than 12 months. I hope most assets can be converted into cash within a year, right? If you could sell it. Why so? Like, don't you think there are some things that can take like much more time to sell? I don't know. If you have like Hussam's Cafe, you have like 50 buildings in uh, in Belgium only at the end of your life because you've been super successful. Do you think you can, for instance, sell 50 buildings in one year? No, but you could sell any number of them, right? You could sell maybe 10 
Um, it could be any of the 50, 10 of any of the 50, right? So you could try, but then you will, you would want, I guess, uh, to sell them at a good price. And so that will mm -hmm. take some negotiations. You need to find a buyer and then this buyer needs to find the funds and all this can take quite some time. So typically building, mm -hmm. for instance, they are not considered as short term or like current assets mm -hmm. because it takes so much time to sell them. And also if you are decreasing them, uh, depreciating them, sorry, that would fall under more long-term assets. So it depends, I'd say. Okay, so what are examples of the, the current assets then? So cash to begin with, right? It's already turned into cash. Uh, so that is very current assets that can be used overnight, basically, if not faster. Um, very short-term investments as well, such as certificates of deposit. We saw this instrument when we talked about short-term investments. Um, money market funds as well, short-term government bonds and treasury bills. Those are really financial assets, um, but we can see them as current ones for sure. Okay, and can I guess you can corporate treasurer love to categorize things? I've learned so. I guess you can categorize these into different types of yes, current assets. Yes, we have categories into the categories. Um, so we talk about here cash or cash equivalents, right? What I just gave as examples fall into those categories. Then we have marketable securities types of current assets. Account receivables are also current assets given they're going to be paid within 30, 60 or 90 days, right? Your clients usually pay you short term. Inventory, typically, or if we are not looking at some very long-term sales cycles uh, industries, inventory will most likely be a current asset. Uh, prepared liability and expenses as well and other short-term investment. Those are the six categories we find out there. I've heard of most of them, Guillaume, but what's market? Yeah, I had to make a little bit of research as well when I uh, found this term. So <laughs> these are the liquid investments that can be quickly converted into cash without reducing their market value. What does it mean? So, for instance, shares of a company, right? Stock that has a large amount of shares on the markets and of which a company owes a piece. If you sell them, given there is like a very large amount of it on the markets, you most likely won't affect their value in a negative or positive way. This is marketable securities. Does it make sense? They don't change the value in the market. So they don't follow the typical supply demand curves. Is that kind of so, yeah, how you think about it? Could be seen like this. Um, if we take an example, for instance, let's say, uh, let's talk about Tesla. Let's say I, Guillaume, I'm a small investor and at some point, well, I need some uh, some cash in the short term to buy my house, for instance, and I decide to sell my shares, stocks of Tesla. Well, as successful as I might be, uh, it's very likely that the amount of shares I own won't affect the market too drastically if I sell them. Elon Musk, on the other hand, if he decides all of a sudden to sell all his shares of Tesla, well, I don't know how much he owns in total, but probably quite a bunch, this will affect the whole market, right? Because we will be like, okay, mm. somebody who owns, I don't know, I'm saying something, 10% of the company is selling everything right now. Something's off. The shares of the company will probably go down. So marketable securities will be all types of short-term investment that could be sold without decreasing the value of this very thing that is sold. Okay. So you also mentioned prepaid liabilities and expenses. What's, what's yeah. that mean, prepaid liabilities and expenses? 
So those corresponds to payment you have already made as a company for goods and services you haven't received yet. So it's a bit the opposite of accounts payables, something you received the goods or the service for but haven't paid for yet. Something you paid for in advance, somebody owes it to you or to your company, most likely. So although can hardly be turned into cash, those are payments you don't need to do anymore. So it's in a way a current asset. And it can be seen as an economic resource that another company or individual owe your company. It says when you make advance payments on things, so you're owed, you're owed a good which you've already paid for. Yeah. So that shows up as you've paid for it, but you don't have the asset, let's say. Exactly. Um, so that in itself is an asset, like the fact that you're going to receive yeah. the, the thing. Okay, very clear. Um, and then current liabilities then. Yeah. That would be similar, I guess, something to do with 12 months again. Absolutely. And uh, it will be rather straightforward, given it's the same thing as current assets, actually. But on the other side of the balance sheets, again. So current liabilities are financial obligations that are due within 12 months, your spot on, or within a normal operating cycle. What's a normal operating cycle? What does that mean? I knew you were going to come up with that question, Sam. So it corresponds to the time it takes a company to purchase products or raw materials, depending on the industry or inventory, and convert it into cash from sales. This is also referred to as the cash conversion cycle. And this one is an interesting one. It's a term that is going to come back a lot in working capital management and corporate treasury. So it will be quite handy for the later in the podcast. Okay, so current liabilities, you'd have like examples of that, like what? What would be examples of current liabilities? So you gave one earlier, which are the account payables. Uh, we already talked about it multiple times in this podcast. It's basically one of the major current assets, uh, actually, uh, sorry, current liabilities. So it corresponds to the supplier's invoice that still needs to be paid thanks to payment delays. And in an ideal scenario, you want to receive money from your customers even before you have to pay your suppliers. So, okay, so it's account payables being invoices that you still need to pay, of course, within yeah. your 12 months. Yeah, spot on. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? I mean, that seems like just that doesn't make sense. What else would you need to pay within things like, I don't know, wages would come under this, no? Current liabilities? Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Wages is part of it. Uh, and I, it actually, it's easy because it comes back every month. This one is quite predictable, but it is a current liability. Uh, we can also think about the dividends to be paid to the shareholders, for instance, or to any other debt holder. Um, or debt holder will more be interests, which is the second one's interest to be paid. Uh, also those from long-term obligations if they need to be paid within the year. So, under current liabilities, you will have the interest you need to pay from short-term debt, so typically 30 or 60 days kind of debt, but also the long-term ones that comes due within your year, within the year you're looking at. Um, taxes related to income is another type of current liability, prepayments that you received from customers. So this one is the other way around than the current assets. Um, so it's payments you received for work you have not yet completed. And another that can be important is the long-term debt that matures within the coming year. So not only the interest to be paid, but also the long-term debt that you need to repay within the next month or within the year. So basically, current liability is you being on the other end of someone else's current asset. 
Right. That's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah, indeed. That's it. So a current asset to someone is a current liability to someone else. I guess, oh, right? that's so. beautiful. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So as an individual, we often repay debt uh, over time, for instance, just to come back on the long-term one uh, that matures within the year. And typically, the loan for your house is repaid every month, right, uh, during many years. For businesses, it is common to repay the capital of a loan all at once. So at the end of it, when it matures. And repaying capital is different from the interest of the loan. So you both need to repay interest on short-term and long-term debt if it's due within your year, but also long-term debt that matures within the year you're looking at. So this is the different, the small subtlety regarding current liabilities that we didn't touch upon in current assets. Yeah. And of course, you want all that to be positive, right? Your your shareholder equity should be a positive ratio between your current assets and your current liabilities. Because Absolutely. Then if you had to repay all your debts tomorrow, you also mm -hmm. know you're owed all your debts as well within the same short period of time. Yeah. But your cash flow could still be negative, right? Because you could be paid your short-term assets so your mm -hmm. current assets uh after your current liabilities are due so you'd still have a cash flow issue so then you indeed still need that to look is, at your year absolutely 12 months is a big blind time period right yeah 100 percent. and this is spot on and this is precisely what working capital management is and i propose that we dive into this in the third section of this episode so working capital or net working capital simply is the difference between your current assets and current liabilities. As you just mentioned it, uh, you want it to be positive and this can be linked to the shareholder equity. And it's often used to assess of the short-term health of a company as well. Why is it a good indicator of health exactly? Because if you have more current assets than current liabilities, you need less money in order to generate more out of it Sorry, that's not a good explanation. So it's a good assessment because if your company owns more thing than it owes, wait, it can be seen, it can be seen as healthy, right? And it can be seen as financially uh, efficient because you turn hmm. resources into more resources after all. Yeah, at the end of the day, you want to be in profit, right? Because if you're, if you're the other way around and you're, you owe people more than you have, that doesn't that doesn't sound healthy for anyone, right? That it's not a good business model, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's I mean, you could lead to bankruptcy, right? You always explain to me that bankruptcy is when you cannot pay your debts. So insolvency, yes. Yeah. Insolvency is when um, it doesn't mean you do not have the money at a certain point in time. It's just you don't have it when you need to repay your short-term mm. debt, for instance, and that can lead to bankruptcy. Yes, um, and. It's also a good way to assess the short-term health of a company because it can be seen as an important measure of the operational efficiency. If a company has a very positive net working capital, it means that its cash flows can be very positively impacted and therefore the money could be used to invest into other projects or new projects and expand furthermore. But I mean, this all depends on, like we were saying earlier, right? Like, depends on the cycles of your industry. So if you're operating in like 30-day, 60-day, 90-day payment cycles. Mm -hmm. um, some industries, it's probably easier to get the cash in to pay the cash that you need to 100%. pay. And other ones, maybe you've got longer lead times, right? So if you're making, for example, if you're making ships, mm -hmm. right, to build a ship so that you can sell it, so that you can 
uh, actually get cash in, it takes years, yeah. right? Yeah. But buying all the individual pieces of that chip, you can get them obviously quicker than you can sell ships. Right? You can buy the wood, you can buy the metal, and you need to pay those people before you can actually sell your ship. Yeah, 100%. Right? Whereas if you're in like, if you're a supermarket, if you're a cafe, mm -hmm. you're going to buy coffee bean, uh, you're going to buy milk, like 20, more than 20. You're going to buy like 50 cartons of milk every day, but you're also going to sell, you know, 200 coffees a day. So your turnaround of when you can convert your raw materials into something you can sell and get cash in yeah. is much quicker. This right? is again very spot on, Sam. So it's all about how you manage your working capital management. And the whole thing is, if you're in an industry where indeed you need to pay pieces, parts of your ship, for instance, before you sell it, well, it's how you are, it's all about how you manage your debts, how you finance your different raw materials and processes and until the time you get the ship done and that you can sell it. Um, so how, how does one manage? Well, what's, what does managing mean? Properly so, managing your working capital? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. So the easy answer is you optimize the use of your current assets and liabilities and monitor them through the year. But uh, we would like to get a little bit more in detail. So typically, you can make sure to negotiate favorable payment terms with your suppliers as much as possible and vice versa with your clients. But there are indeed cases where you cannot do that, right? Or it's harder and you will not be able to get paid before you pay your suppliers anyways. Because you might not have that much negotiating power, right? Yeah. Like if I'm a little cafe and I'm going to some big milk um, distributor that serves hundreds of yeah. cafes in the area, um, I'm just one little cafe, right? They're more, I need more from them than yes. they need from so, me. So it's indeed not always easy. Um, especially when you deal as a small business with big, big corporations or until you grow your business enough and you become Hussam's Cafe Corporation throughout the world and has a massive negotiation power. But let's say at the beginning, it's a bit harder. So another important metric is how well you do manage your inventory because the more goods you have in stock, for instance, the more money you spend and all you will have to pay in the near future. So how flexible can you be on your stock, for instance? That's the first uh, possibility but you want to be um you want to have as little stock as possible right yes absolutely that's that's it's not what everyone wants isn't that just the standard so it's the standards but some people manage it manage it way better than others for instance mm. you will have some businesses that prefer to play it safe and have a lot of stock not to miss any sales because that's all about the ratio you have of not missing a sales because you don't have stock enough on the spot and having too much stock. So you do not miss any sale, of course. But on the other hand, you lose money on the stock. So it's all about finding that sweet spot thanks to predictions, thanks to experience, like same moments, same year, uh, same part of the month and so on. So yeah, everybody wants this, but it's not that easy to manage. Okay. So but then what can you do if, if you can't manage your stock to be as minimum as possible? What are the other options for business? Yeah, so the ultimate objective of working capital management is to maintain sufficient cash flow to meet your short-term debt operating costs and short-term debt obligations. The first thing you need to look at is the current ratio. This is calculated by dividing the current assets by the current liability. A ratio below one means you may have uh, issues paying your short-term obligation, obviously. And a ratio of 1.2 to 2 is desirable. So that's something you want Wait, to aim at. Why would you want 
till cap it at two. Surely you want to go as just high as you can. No. So that would make sense. Um, but you want to cap it at two because then you are not optimizing you, the use of your cash. You could be earning more money or invested into new projects because you your business is making so much positive cash flows. And at some point, if you have too much on your hands, you're not optimizing it. You're not investing it in another project. You're not investing it even in a short-term investments um, option. So that's something you don't want to go above. So, and also just means that you're owed a lot of money, but you don't have any in your pocket, right? Which is like... What do you no? mean? You, you owe a lot of money or you're owed? You're, you're owed. You're owed a lot of money. So a lot of people are saying, yeah, we need to pay you. But you're just yeah. not very good at collecting your debts. Right? And so if, you, if your ratio is above two, you collect yeah. it. You have the money. But a current asset is yeah. money that you will get within 12 months. Yeah, indeed. Right? So your ratio of your current assets versus your current liabilities is more people owe you within 12 months than you need to pay someone within 12 months. Exactly. Uh, but it also includes cash itself. Okay, fair. And you can convert it. That. Like if you yes. can get money and you get you get more than this ratio of two, then you can transform it into other current liabilities or like longer liabilities. Mm. So at this point, you invest your cash properly. And if you're below one, then you're just in a negative, you're in a bad position, I guess. You're in quite a bad position. If your cash conversion cycle doesn't allow you to be above one, then you can leverage financial instruments, for instance, in order to ensure a good liquidity. And that's the whole answer to your point earlier about the industries where it's really hard to be above one anyways. Then you need to leverage financial instruments. Financial instruments like overdrafts, right? We talked about them in our short-term financing um, episodes, I think. Yeah, precisely. So overdraft is a financial instrument you can leverage. Ideally, you really do not want to be below one. But if that's the case, there are some short-term solutions out there, including the overdraft. So the first one is indeed what we would call a working capital credit line. So it's a flexible loan that can be used and repaid with quite some flexibility, actually, and it's cheaper than the overdraft. When a treasurer sees that the liquidity might not be sufficient to comply with financial obligation, he or she can tap into a working capital credit line and repay it later when clients will have paid, for instance. Is that different to like supply chain financing? Is that one of those assets so as well? One of those tools? It would be part of it. It's something a bit different uh, because here you really focus on one aspect of the company, the supply chain, but it's quite linked because indeed you need to finance your overall operations and this is part of it. That's where we, you know, you have a payment term of 30 days, but you go to a middleman to pay you immediately and they take the payment from the, yes. from the person that owed you money. So you get the money now. Factoring, and, factoring that's indeed, indeed. and that's indeed one of the possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. What other what other tools are there? I have an overdraft in my bank account. That would work, no? That would work. It's rather expensive, but permits some flexibility. Um, and you typically receive the authorization from your bank to go negative on your bank account. So spot on, and you have one on your bank account as well. So you have some facilities to manage your working capital management, Hussam. See? Corporate treasury is everywhere. Um, <sighs> and you mentioned it, so... Supply chain finance and factoring are not per se exactly the same thing, but the mechanism you described was factoring. And yes, that's spot on. It's another possibility. It's rather expensive, but it can be a very viable option. Okay, fair enough. But I mean, it's very risky, right? If the it's factoring, I mean, if the customer doesn't pay, then the mm -hmm. bank 
doesn't get paid in the middle either, right? So that who how yeah, does that risk get managed? Uh, that's a very interesting one. So it's a risk, and this is why factoring is rather expensive. So banks or the institutions, financial institutions that propose this service, um, bills quite a lot for it. Typically, the price ranges between one and five percent of the cash advance, and so for thirty days, that's quite a lot. To which the service provider often add an additional fee, of course. Ultimately, the risk sits always at the company getting the cash advance because they commit to repay the factoring company in case their customers fail on paying the invoice. So if the customer doesn't repay, then the bank will come to you anyways. And take all the money back that you might have already spent. <laughs> of course, definitely. But 5% is a lot. That's a, that's a big chunk of the it's a loss. Um, of the, what you're owed. But yeah. makes sense. Thank you, Guillaume. I feel like... That makes a lot more sense now. Thank you, Sam.